What would you be willing to do to survive in a hostile new reality? What would you be willing to destroy to find your missing family? And what would you be willing to sacrifice to escape the limits? Welcome to episode two of the Liminal Lands. A single step. Well, it seems the sun finally decided to show itself. I guess that means it's as good a time as any to stop and take a break. I mean, considering time is doing its own thing right now. I can't help it. I keep thinking of things in an hour, minute, second type of way. But that isn't helpful or, hell, it ain't even useful right now. I'm trying to change the way I think. Instead of thinking in time, I'm trying to think in matters of distance. As instead of just miles per hour, dropping the per hour and just thinking in miles. With that said, I've gone about 10 miles since I left the house this morning. Means I've got about two miles left before I hit the highway. And that's where I'm going to have to decide where I'm going next. Filled up my hiking bag with supplies before I left the house this morning. You know what, let's take a quick inventory. Let's see what we got here. I've got my multi-tool, a bowie knife, let's see, emergency poncho, got a small hatchet, collapsible poop shovel, that's uh, super important, got my sleeping bag over here, uh, paracord, plenty of paracord, there's about a million things you can use paracord for. I can't think of any of them right now, but by God, I've got it anyways. I have a little P38 can opener. There's a water bladder built into the hiking bag. Got a medium-sized tarp. Small first aid kit. Let's see. Just a few other various odds and ends. Like my hobo tool. Although I guess it really isn't PC to call it that anymore. But that's what I grew up calling them. And calling it a camping travel cutlery set is uh, just a bit too much of a mouthful. I also made sure to pack my life straw. Supposedly, you can drink stagnant water without having to worry about getting sick or catching giardia or whatever it is. But let's hope it doesn't come to that. And lastly, I've got some of the various food things we had around the house. A couple of granola bars canned food. Actually, speaking of food, I think it's time to sit and eat. Oh! Oh, man, what the hell? Oh, that is disgusting! Ugh! Well, that, uh, that changes things a little bit. I ended up opening every single piece of canned food I brought from the house. Every single one of them was bad. Some were, shall we say, more bad than the others. The tuna was particularly disturbing. I can't even begin to describe to you the smell. 
Hell, even if I could, I wouldn't. If anyone ever does listen to this tape, trust me on this. I will carry that spell with me the rest of my life. I really just hope I only mean that figuratively, and the smell doesn't actually cling to me for the rest of my life. Some of the stuff I brought from the house might have almost been edible, if I'd still had an appetite after being subjected to the tuna, but I'm not quite that desperate yet. I checked the expiration dates on everything, and it all should have still been good. But you know, I thought the ravioli I ate last night tasted a little off because it was cold, but now I'm beginning to think it was already starting to turn. Just what in the hell happened here? Alright, hypothetical future listener, let me try and recap events so far. Talking out loud kind of helps me collect my thoughts, and since all I have to talk to is this daggum tape recorder, I'm going to make it listen. I go hunting. I fall out of my tree, get knocked out. I wake up, and nothing works. I have to walk home. There is no one that I can find. And, for some reason, days seem to last twice as long or more than they should. My family is is also missing. I decided to set out to find them. And food that should be good for over a year yet smells like it's over 20 years out of date. There. My thoughts are all collected and we've got a full recap. Trying to think this through logically... I can really only come up with two options that kind of make any sense out of any of this. So, when I fell out of the tree, that's when things changed. So, option one. The fall from the tree killed me. And I admit, I'm not exactly a liturgical scholar. You know, I'm not even sure I'm using the word liturgical right. But this really doesn't seem like any heaven or hell I've ever heard of in any religion. But even with my admittedly limited understanding, I would think that some kind of afterlife would at least be more populated. So let's slide that to the back burner for now and go on with option two. Option two is that the fall from the tree knocked more than just a few screws loose, and I've gone completely around the bend. As crazy as a shithouse rat, as my daddy always liked to used to say. And man, am I leaning towards option number two. I'm probably safe and sound in a padded room somewhere. You may be right. I may be crazy. Or maybe I'm still in the woods somewhere. Running around like some sort of mountain man sleepwalker covered in my own shit. Talking with the squirrels. Squirrels. Hang on a minute. Okay, I'm back. Whatever happened here, the apocalypse, the exodus, rapture, whatever it was that made everyone disappear and left everything else alone, it didn't take everything. I slipped off the road and went out into the woods. 
It took me about 20 minutes based on my internal timer, but who knows how good that is. But I did finally see another living creature. It wasn't a squirrel, but I did see a red-tailed hawk. I caught a glimpse of it out of the corner of my eye, and I saw it take off from its perch. I lost track of it pretty quickly through the woods, but I did finally see another form of life. I am not alone. I'm not alone. Oh God, I'm not alone. Right. Okay, it looks like it's recording again. So, dear hypothetical future listener, something, something is after me. I don't know what it is. I saw it when I first got into town, just out of the corner of my eye, just a, a moving shadow, really. I didn't think anything of it at first, but I kept seeing it. I went to the gas station and tried to find some food. Pretty much the same story there with food as the food I brought from home. And I know what you're thinking. I did check the Twinkies. Let me tell you, when that cream goes south, it goes all the way south. But never mind that. I'll tell you about what I got to eat later. Uh, my stalker. So I left the store and I saw it again. It was sneaking behind a nearby store. I looked right at it before it got completely out of my sight, and I have never, ever seen anything so dark in my entire life. I'm sure you've probably seen images of that Fanta black paint shit somewhere. Now imagine that on something that vaguely looks like a big feline. Nothing in the natural world has ever been that dark. Now there have been rumors and sightings here of what people call a panther. I know there aren't any panthers here in Arkansas, black, pink, or otherwise, but I always kind of thought maybe there was a, a mountain lion with melanism running around. And let me tell you, even if that is true, and there is something like that running around, that isn't what I saw. I kept looking for it. I kept catching glimpses of it out of the corner of my eye, but I'd only catch a flash of it as it disappeared behind something or dropped into deep, deep shadows. But you know, every time I saw it, it was closer. Somehow, it kept getting closer without me seeing it. Of course, that really, really started to freak me out. Then it started to get dark. That's true, I've got a really bad internal timer. And it's true that even if I had a really, really good one, it wouldn't help much, but it got dark unnaturally early, even in this unnatural place. 
that's when I decided I needed to get indoors and quick. I just started towards the closest house. I think it's one of the Richardsons. And I swear I felt it behind me. I know I heard it. I ran. And I can't know this for sure, but my heart tells me that I barely made it here in time. I don't know much. I don't know much about this strange new place I found myself in. But there is one thing I'm sure. Here there be monsters. Well, now I'm positive that this is one of the Richardson's houses. Because even for around here, they have one more hell of an impressive collection of guns. Shit, this place is almost a damn armory. Plus, there is a nameplate on a pretty impressive set of antlers hanging from the wall. <laughs> if you can't tell, I'm in a bit of a better mood right now. It's because I'm loaded for bear. I know that thing is still out there, but now I'm ready for it. Whatever the hell it is, it isn't going to survive a couple of shots from some 12-gauge single-op buckshot. And when the sun finally decides to come back up, I'm going to turn the tables. I know this is a huge cliche, but the hunted is going to become the hunter. very dark. I don't know how long the sun has been down. I've found some flashlights, but the batteries just drain so fast. It's unreal. Just like everything else, I guess. It kind of makes me wonder how much longer the batteries in you are going to last, little tape recorder. Your little red light is already starting to dim. And you can't have even been used more than 45 minutes altogether. I can't sleep. Every time my eyes start to close. Yeah, that. I don't think I can wait until the sun comes up. Because let's face it, who knows when the hell that's going to be. And if I have to sit here and listen to that until then, I'm going to go crazy. I mean, if I'm not already. When I can get my courage up, I'm going to try and shoot that damn thing, even in this pitch black darkness. My plan's pretty simple. I'm just going to wait until it starts one of those hellacious screams again, kick open the door and shoot at the sound. If it's as close as it sounds, I should be able to pull it off. Wish me luck.
Hey, Jason. Not much. So listen, I just I just called to see if my husband was over there. No, he hasn't made it home yet. I thought maybe he'd shot one late and was over there skinning it out. I'm kind of starting to get worried. He usually doesn't stay gone this long. Listen, I know it's late. I really hate to ask. But do you think you could drive out there and check on him? Yeah, he told me I was he was going to be at the Honey Hole all weekend. Can you find it in the dark? Thank you so much. You're a lifesaver. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening. This episode of The Liminal Lands was written by Wayman Alexander and performed by Wayman and Bridget Alexander. Okay, I want to thank you for listening. I also want to say a few things, but you won't be missing any of the story or anything of real importance if you want to just skip this and go on to the next episode if it's been released. When I started doing all of the research on how to distribute a podcast, I came across a lot of places that suggest putting in what they called a call to action segment. I guess that's the equivalent of YouTubers saying, you know, smash that thumb or ring that bell or whatever. And basically you're supposed to ask for reviews on iTunes or Spotify or whatever. I have something to say about that. This entire thing is basically a passion project of mine from start to finish. I've never tried to do anything like this before and I'm sure that probably shows. I'm learning and hopefully I'm improving in my editing, my acting, my storytelling, all of that. While I don't plan on making money off of this, so I don't need the reviews for that, I would really appreciate your feedback, constructive criticism, or whatever else you have. And leaving a review is one way to do that. But other than that, you can also contact me at theliminallands at gmail.com. And as long as you're pleasant, I will respond. Sometimes it takes me a little bit to check my mail, but I will respond. Again, I just want to say, if you've made it this far, thank you for listening. Story, say thank you. Thank you. River, say thank you. Thank you. Please come back in a week for the next episode.